Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. My name is Rebecca Bridges, and I am the chair of the ACB Leadership Training Task Force. And we are so excited to welcome you to our first in a series of of these community events. Um, we, for anyone who attended our our uh, event at convention, where we talked about everyone's favorite topic, conflict. <laughs> and we we provided um, an overview um, and sort of a, a preview. So we talked, you know, the fundamentals um, at that session. And so for this session, as well as uh, there's going to be another one on our next call next month, we're going to dive more deeply into the topic of conflict. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, personalities and and all those fun things. So. Um, before I kick it over to the team, I want to again remind everyone that this is a first in a series of community calls and we're really excited uh, to be hosting these. And we're going to be talking about a variety of topics in the coming months that I know you all will be very excited about. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Julie Brannon, who has really, uh, she and a team, Doug and Sheila, um, and I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. If I am, I apologize. They can correct me. Um, have been uh, working on these conflict resolution trends. And so I'm really, really excited to uh, turn it over to them. So go for it. All right. Well, thank you, Rebecca, and welcome, everyone. And the rest of our, our committee who were not able to be present tonight is Sarah Conrad and Jeff Tom. So, but Doug and Sheila are here. No, that's okay. It's hard to remember everybody, <laughs> my gosh. Anyway, um, we are going to continue on one of the components that we shared with you this summer during the convention and the leadership training. And the one component that we're going to focus on more in depth tonight is the personality types. I'm going to review them just because it's been, I don't know about you, but it seems like longer than two months ago. <laughs> that we did this. I don't know if time goes slow in many ways, but I'm going to review the types just so to keep it fresh in your memory. And then we're going to talk more in depth about how to approach each personality type in a conflict. And that's kind of approaching the other person, depending on what personality type they are. Then we're going to talk about how each personality type functions under stress. It's going to help us understand, again, that other person but also help us understand ourselves. So um, we did send a link out every time the community events were sent out. Cindy did include that link and I'm hoping, and I'll be talking to a lot of you later on, but I'm hoping you had a chance to try that free disc personality assessment. It had 12 questions and they had you note most like you and most unlike you. So if you haven't had a chance to do it, Hopefully you saved it and maybe after this session, you'll be more interested or able to go back to that. But let me just briefly review our DIS personality types. And like we talked about in July, there's so many assessments you can use. This is one that's often used in the workplace. And what we have are your D and I, and those tend to be the extrovert type personality, D for dominance, I for 
influencer or influence. And then you have your S and C, and that's your steadiness and your conscientious type parts of the personality. And they tend to be your more introvert parts of the personality spectrum. Your D and I, uh, excuse me, your D and, let me find them here. Your D and I, excuse me, your D and your C tend to be very task oriented and your I and your S tend to be very people oriented. So another thing to point out, and we can talk about some of these combinations later, but most of us are not a direct one or the other. I'm not, very few people are your complete dominant D, complete dominant I, by, you know, all the way down the line. Most of us have what we call a primary and secondary type. And you'll find that in the assessment if you take that. Also an interesting thing is we have the kind of the internal and the external. And this assessment doesn't go into detail in that, but as you progress and do other DISC assessments, the internal is kind of who we really are and who we feel more comfortable being. It really is what our comfort level is and where we generally would come from. And then the external is who we think we should be. <laughs> and a lot of us get in situations like in the workplace, and within the organization and in leadership roles, because that's what we're talking about. And we think, oh my gosh, I might be an extreme introvert, but I realize that this is gonna require me to be a good communicator, to be emotive and to be supportive. And that might not be my natural bent. The people part of me might not be my natural bent, but I'm gonna work on it. What people find often is when they go into that external because they think they should and they're playing as well, a quote unquote role, oftentimes it can't be established for a long period of time and it can be very exhausting, but it, it's okay because we oftentimes need to, and I go back to, I think I shared with you, someone I worked with who uh, always told me that he was an extreme introvert. You would never have known it in the workplace because he was in a huge leadership position. And the word he used to me was role. Well, now I know what he was doing. He was transitioning from his internal to his external because he realized that external was something he should be and should act like. So that's very interesting. You'll find yourself doing that in many situations. Sometimes I really do believe when we transition to external because we are in a position where we need to utilize some different traits that, that we can actually work toward that and even change some things in our life. But we still have basically an intrinsic comfort level, which is your internal. Let me just review because like I said, it seems like it's been a long time, but let me review the types really briefly. Your D is your dominance. And these people are very results oriented, get it done people. They set high goals. They love to accomplish those goals. They focus on immediate goals and they over, tend to overlook long-term effects. They're very decisive, almost to a fault. <clears throat> and they will let you know what their ideas are. And they truly believe that their ideas are the best. <laughs> <laughs> they're fast talkers. Like I said, they're factual and they may appear, uh, they may appear kind of pushy and rude, but that's your D. Now your I is your influence, and these are the most flamboyant personality types. They're bold, they tend to be dramatic visionaries, high energy, they can easily overpower other people, they have to watch that. They're animated and vocal in social settings. They enjoy contact via phone, email, or in person, just so it's contact. They tend to be very assertive and impulsive. They tend to advocate, excuse me, they tend to advocate more than they inquire or listen. 
Then you have your um, next personality type, which is your S for steadiness. These are very easygoing, people-oriented people. They like to work with people. They're generous with their time. They're very good at encouraging other people. They're unpretentious. They prefer to work behind the scenes. They very much like stability, structure, and routine. They're very uncomfortable with um, you know, risk-taking and being in charge of things. They may withhold opinions to avoid, avoid disapproval or confrontation. Then we have your C, which is your conscientiousness. And these people are perfectionists, often to a point of being critical. They're very well organized. They love data, very task oriented. They also prefer to work alone or in a small group. They look for certainty when making decisions and they tend to procrastinate on decision-making. They like to think before they speak and they tend to offer indirect opinions. They analyze all sides of the situation. Decision-making for them is very slow and decisions are often qualified. I think I mentioned before in July how often and how interesting it is when people get together in a relationship, how you often attract that opposite person. Isn't it true? And I think I shared with you that he's probably listening tonight, but my hubby and I are on those opposite end, ends of the spectrum. I can honestly make a decision in about one and a half seconds. Um, a decision's made and I'm going for it and let's charge and what's the problem? My dear sweet husband, he has 25 angles he has to analyze, you know, before we get to that decision. And in the beginning, it frustrated me. Now I've learned to slow down and appreciate his analysis because often in that analysis, he ends up with a better decision than my quick decision-making does. So it's interesting how, often, how opposites attract and how you can learn to appreciate the other person, either be it your coworker, your teammate, your partner, whatever it is. Briefly, I want to go through the 12 types of um, personality types that we have, because like I said, we often have a primary and a secondary. And those types can be like if you're a DC, which would mean your dominance and your conscientiousness. They challenge results. They love accuracy. And we know what a D is. We've talked about that. Your DI, if you're a driver and an influencer, you're very action and result oriented and very enthusiastic. Now, if I is your primary and D your secondary, action, enthusiastic, results-oriented, we know what an I is, don't need to go through that. If you're an influencer and a steady person, you tend to like collaboration, you're enthusiastic, and you're very supportive. If your S is your primary and your I is your secondary, you like collaboration, support, enthusiasm. If you are an SC, which would mean uh, steadiness and conscientiousness, you love stability, you're very supportive, and you love accuracy. Now, if C is your primary and S is your secondary, you, again, thrive on stability, accuracy, and support. And then if you're a CD, which means conscientious and a driver, you like challenge, you love accuracy, and again, you love results. Before we go any further, those are just kind of a review of what we talked about this summer. I'm curious, and I, I, the, um, Nat is our, our host, our Zoom host tonight, and you can raise your hand and she can call on you. But I'm curious how many of you were here this summer, heard our presentation, and actually were able to utilize any of the information you learned this summer from the personality component of our leadership training. And if you were able to utilize it in what way you did and what you found from it. Okay, um, if you guys would like to raise your hand, if you 
dialed in on the phone, it is star nine. If you're using a PC, it is alt Y. If you're using a Mac, it's options Y. And if you're using the Zoom app, it is that nifty raise hand button that is right there. Let me see. We do not have any raised hands. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe people that are on tonight maybe weren't there in July, not sure. I don't know how long to wait. <laughs> hmm. No raised hands? No, ma'am. Okay. All right. Well, let's go on. All right. Let's talk about when approaching each of these personality types in a conflict. Now, like we said this summer in July, first of all, you kind of have to try and figure out who you are, and that's going to help you understand how you approach conflict and how you feel when uncomfortable or comfortable. And also, it helps to ascertain, very, very important to ascertain the personality type of the person you're dealing with. Once you've studied these types, and there's just so much research on the web that anyone can do regarding these personality types, I think you'll be able to sense pretty quickly the kind of personality that you're dealing with. So let's talk about them and see what we find here. So if you are in a conflict with a dominance or a D personality, approach the issue head on. Confrontation when handled respectfully is something that that D personality typically, typically responds very positively to. D personalities really prefer you to bring the conflict out in the open and get it out of the way. They're not afraid to approach a disagreement with you. And so just be willing to deal with them, even though they may seem very strong-willed. They can sometimes be intimidating, especially when during confrontation. Um, and to people who have conflict adverse personality types, we'll talk about that. And some of the other personality types really don't enjoy conflict. And so when you are in a conflict with a deep personality, it can be very intimidating. The good news is that you don't need to be afraid of talking to someone with a deep personality about a problem you're having with them. Confrontation, like we said, when handled respectfully, is something that that deep personality typically responds very positively to. And one thing you will do with that deep personality, once you've dealt with the conflict head on, you will gain their respect. It's not easy for deep personalities to respect people because they see, frankly, they see a lot of people as weak, unwilling to deal with issues. But if you deal with the issue with them head on, stick with the facts. And like I said, be respectful. Don't be condescending to them. You'll lose them if you condescend toward them. The influence or the I personality conflict with them is best handled with a light touch. There's one thing that this personality type cannot stand and they cannot stand feeling rejected. So tackle a discussion about any problems you're having with them only after you've approached them in a positive way. One thing they say, people with I personalities are very outgoing and energetic. They love interacting with other people and they're genuinely happy to talk with anyone, anywhere, anytime. But there is one thing that the I personality can't stand and that is feeling rejected. If an I personality feels like you dislike them, you're really only going to exacerbate the problems you already have with you and that other person. So tackle a discussion about any problems you have with the I personality only after you've approached them in a positive way. 
and you might start with a compliment or an anecdote. So lead gently into that confrontation with that I personality. And when you talk about the issues, you want to keep your sense of humor. You don't want to lose control. They will respond better to a friendly discussion than a direct confrontation, which again, remember the D personality like that direct confrontation. The steadiness, the S or the steadiness personality, when you have a conflict with this personality, try working together to find a common ground. When you talk to the S personality about a problem, start focusing on things you agree on, not where you disagree. And you might want to offer a good compromise that will get you very far with that S personality. People with S personalities value harmony and they're excellent peacemakers. They want everybody to be happy. They strive to create an environment where everybody works together in a positive way. The danger of confronting an S personality with a problem that is that person may agree to make a change in order to keep the peace between you, but be unable to follow through with that agreement. Following through with, request, with, their, with your request in a meaningful way. They're much more likely to act on a compromise solution where according to them, everything is win-win. And when you talk to an S personality about a problem, start by focusing on things you agree on, like I said, not where you disagree. Uh, compromise gets you so far with that S personality. Um, and you can just say, listen, let's go a little bit here and a little bit there, and it's win-win. They're really into win-win. They're very, very conflict avoidant, actually, probably the most conflict avoidant personality type. Then we have the C, which is the conscientiousness. And if you have a conflict with the C personality, attack the problem and not the person. The best way to approach it is to focus on the parts of the problem. <clears throat> Excuse me, best way is on the parts of the problem largely out of the control of the C personality's control or aspects of the problem they might not have considered. Make it clear that you appreciate all of their efforts and that you're bringing something to their attention because it's a variable that they need to consider. C personalities are very organized and very controlled, and they take time in completing whatever tasks they're doing, and they take a lot of pride in their tasks. Accuracy is very important to them. They love to research things thoroughly, and they're always prepared. So because they put so much time and effort into everything they do, they do hate to be criticized. They're perfectionists at heart, and they take even the smallest complaint personally. So be careful with that. C personality, make them realize it's not them that you have the issue with. It's the issue. It's not the person. This makes them extremely difficult to confront because they take things personally. The best way to approach it, again, is to focus on the parts of the problem that is largely out of their control and aspects of the problem they might not have considered and make it clear that you appreciate all of their efforts and that you're bringing it simply to their attention because it's a variable they might need in completing their ongoing tasks. So I'd like to stop here before, and we're gonna get into the next section is gonna be how each personality functions under stress, but I'd like to open it up for discussion. If any of you have any comments or questions about each of these personality types in conflict, how they react in conflict and the best way to approach them. Right, and let's see. Someone had raised their hand and then they put it back down. I'm sure, let's see. Hmm. 
Yeah, they had put their, they raised their hand and then they put their hand down. We had one hand raised, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Well, while they're thinking, well, the audience is thinking, why didn't I go to Sheila? And Sheila, why, if you don't mind sharing what your personality type came out to be in that assessment and how you feel like you best are approached in a conflictual situation being your personality type. Well, thank you, Julie. Um, I have to say that during these six months, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how, how I would come out, uh -huh. but um, and I'm not sure which category I fall in, but uh, the way it came out was supportive. Mm -hmm. It came out um, helpful, kind, friendly, and warm, mm -hmm. depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Or how much coffee you've had, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it. It said people oriented and very concerned of the happy happiness of others. Mm -hmm. um, I think overall that is certainly who I am. But I have to say that I don't know which DISC that falls under. I would say S probably, and that would be steadiness. You know, uh, I mean, I I try very hard to deal with conflict, but there are times that those of us that are in leadership mm -hmm. have to just say, you know what, guys, step back, take mm -hmm. a breath, okay? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. just take a breath. Let's think about this. Let's talk tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I found, and I think it is you know uh, my officers and my members might think differently but I think it is a, a pretty good um, evaluation of who I am mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so gotcha. I was I was quite shocked <laughs> really so you were surprised at the results well I I was pleased right and you know because that's who I think I am Right. But it's really interesting to take the test and find out that, you know, that's who you think you are. And, and have it collaborate what you believe yeah. about yourself. Isn't that true? It's yeah. a shock when your test comes out completely opposite about how you've seen yourself for years. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Something's wrong. Well, thank you, Sheila. That's very good. I, you, you did describe the steadiness personality type. So I just have a feeling that's where you fall, where your primary is. So very, and, very good leadership skill. Very good. Very good at I, harmony. I wish that everybody would take it. Yes. Because it is a very eye-opening. Yes. Um, you know. It really is. Yeah. And Julie, you do have a couple of raised hands. Oh, Sheila, you got them to raise her hand. Good for you. All right. Who do <laughs> oh, we you have? Got, wow. You got, all right. I appreciate that everyone waited and they came in a giant wave. It's amazing. All right. <laughs> John, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Okay. Um, I, I uh, uh, took the test and my personality was a C.S. Mm -hmm. Um, in a nutshell, uh, this is kind of off topic. How would you say the ISK personality types relate to the 
Briggs Meyer test. Or, um, or the, the the Myers Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the DIS only has four basic components where Myers-Briggs has 16 combinations, although the DIS has 12 combinations. So I think it's just different. I think the DIS is easier. I think the Myers-Briggs has so many components it can get yeah. confusing. Okay, because I was an INF gay. <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah, on the Myers-Briggs. Myers and I, I just wondered how that relates to the CS personality type right right it's a good question and maybe even on the web we could find a comparison but okay. you say but you say you came out cs and i'm going to just talk about that um the words that go with your personality type it, stability accuracy and support yeah that's what it said yeah yes okay thanks for sharing john all right thank you john all right Area code is 616. You should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Were you speaking to 616? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, when I, when you un, or lowered my hand, the phone was speaking to me, so I wasn't sure. Um, mine came out CS. Which was interesting because you're referring to, um, mine said cautious slash supportive and you're saying conscientious slash steadiness. So I'm assuming that means the same thing. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, when you were just described, I mean, number one, when I took it, I said, yep, that's definitely that's me. me. <laughs> yep, because um, I am one of those that's very logical, and I need to look at both sides of a, the coin before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yep, because... Um, I want to know what I'm getting into, <laughs> you know. The C is um, very, the C is very, very logical, very analytical. Yes. Right. Well, that would go along with me being a Capricorn, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> but I did, and I am a perfectionist. So when you pointed out in dealing with someone that has the C part of their personality, because mm -hmm. we do put so much time and effort and hard work into what we do if someone mm -hmm. even gives the slightest hint of whatever it's like oh my god you That's don't like what I did oh, oh you know so yes I do agree with that um and then the s part the supportive I guess mm -hmm. that uh it's funny because when I got my first degree, it was in accounting, which is, guess what, logical, analytical, oh, yes. oh, yes. and whatever. And then my second degree was in social work. Oh, you fit the, you fit the type. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this I felt this was a really good, um, if someone answers the questions mm -hmm. honestly, that it, it will come out with, you know, a good result of who you are, you know, as a person. Thank so. you. I'm so glad you took it, and thank you for encouraging people to. Okay, thank Great. you. Thank you. Do we have anyone else? Yes. All right. Danette, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Oh. Okay. There we go. 
we go. You know, I'm... I thought this test was pretty accurate. Mine was um, supportive and cautious. Ah, which okay. is how I basically feel a lot of times. And the four words were helpful, kind, logical, and starts with an M modificator or some modifier or something like that. And you know, that's how I want. How, yeah. That's how I want to be thought of. <laughs> so you are what you want to be. That's I think so. Yeah. I th and and you know if you do that test honestly I think I think I think it's pretty accurate. Yes, I do too, Danette. That's neat. So you obviously came out an SC. It sounds like so. Yes. Yes. Yep. Great. Uh -huh. All right. Thanks for Thank sharing. You. Thank and you, Julie. This is Doug. I yes. recommend um, the um, you know when you get your analysis, there are a couple of graphs mm -hmm. um, that are not accessible. Mm -hmm. to us. But if you've got somebody around who can see, um, it actually does more of the, uh, what Julie was talking about at the beginning, the internal versus the external. external right. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if people were able to access that information. Um, I had my wife read it through it so I, I could, uh, I could figure out what was going on with me. Mm -hmm, exactly. Thank you, Doug. And I'm going to have you talk when people are done here. So sure. All right. Who's any other raised hands now? We have about five. So All right. Oh, cool. I said that, and now we have six. All, cool. right. All right. Diane, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Um. Hi, everybody. Um. This is Diane from Michigan, and um, I was unable to attend your presentation at the convention, mm -hmm. but I did. I did um, take the assessment Good. and um, mine also came out S uh, as primary and C as um, secondary. Interesting. And, um, and I do, I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely not a person to make quick decisions. Mm -hmm. And I also do consider myself a perfectionist and I, you know, I, I expect anything I do to be accurate and I, you know, hope for it from other people as well. I think we ought to form an SC club. <laughs> Many of you came out. That's fascinating. Thank you, Diane, yes. for sharing. Thank you, Diane. All right. Oh. One second. Zoom is jumping around on me. Here we go. Jamaica, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Yes, my, mine came out as IS, actually, mm -hmm. what mine came out as. And mm -hmm. so I would like to know um, where, where, where should I go from, where should I go from here? Because I think, I think, um, I think I am having I am having some conflict. So well, you're IS, you're an influencer and you're a um, supporter and you tend to deal well with collaboration and you tend to be enthusiastic and you tend to be supportive. That's what your IS profile would, would kind of encompass who you are. So maybe um, 
what I read so far kind of talks about the other person in the conflict. We'll talk a little more about how you handle stress, et cetera. But if you want to get on the computer, there is so much information. You can put in DIS, personality profile, and then you can just put how should I as an IS. You'll find so much. So I'd like okay. to encourage you to do that. Okay. Th thank you very much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jamaica. Okay. All right. Ray, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Yeah. Good evening. Uh, Ray Campbell here. Um, Hi, Ray. On, hey, honored to be the officer liaison to this uh, group. Um, I um, was uh, interesting. I came out as a and I see when I looked at the when it came up on the results, it said inspiring and cautious. But then mm -hmm. you said influencer and um, and that. Well, influencer. Let me, let me just say the inspiring is kind of describing. I stands for influencer, but the inspiring is describing the influencer. So go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I just think and then the C. Uh, said cautious, yes, uh, which I thought yes. was interesting. Yes. Um, but um, and, and but I think it, I think it, I think it fits because I mean, especially in the seaside, because I'm very uh, you, know, you know pretty pretty logical, pretty uh, you know like to uh, make sure I'm doing the right thing before mm -hmm. I do it and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yes. But no, it was a great, great test. And what I liked about it was a nice short test, but it gave you uh, uh, some good, uh, some good food for thought. So it really uh, did. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad you took it, Ray. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Linda Yax, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Hi. <clears throat> so. I took the test, and interestingly enough, I have actually changed over the years. Oh. <laughs> um, I used to kind of be the driving personality along with the supportive personality. Mm -hmm. But I am now an SI. Oh. What's really interesting about it is that I can be a C. I cannot stand it if my checkbook doesn't balance to the penny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I learned to do that by working. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I like to do things that get me recognition. Like uh, when I worked for Department of Energy, I automated a lot of the forms that used to be have to be hand typed mm -hmm. so that we could fill them in on the computer. I was so proud of myself, and yet that was very detail oriented. Very, but, there, yes. but but it was support. It was probably the supportive part of my personality yes. that made that happen. And yes. so, and I, I just have to tell you a quick, really quick, funny story. My husband is definitely a C, mm -hmm. and um, we were trying to decide whether or not to buy the business we ended up buying. And I was like, "Okay, that's it. Let's do it." And he's like. Had me up every single night for two or three hours, sitting at the computer, putting in the same numbers over <laughs> and over and uh -huh. over. For three months, I was oh. ready to kill him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you're still together, I'm hoping. Huh? Uh, we've yeah. been together for almost 51 years. So something worked there. <laughs> Patience and, and support. That was, there you go. Uh, you know, yeah. Good thing you got the S in you. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for sharing. You're Thank welcome. you. All right. Okay, let's see. Abraham, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. 
Hello. Hi, Abraham. Yeah. Hi. Uh, my question is, when I took the test, I came across as a D and a C. Mm. However, it seems like when you're taking the test, you can guide it to the type of results you want. So my question is, how can we prevent this? Or should we ask other people around us to ensure we answer the questions accurately and not the way we want to see ourselves? Well, this is a self-perception test, really. I mean, they're, they're asking you how you see yourself in this test. You know, the only way I hear what you're saying, and you can uh, put down what you think you'd like to have happen or what you'd like to do, I think the best thing to do is just to evaluate yourself, try to be as honest as you can. There are some other tests where you can go around and ask other people. It's fascinating to see their perceptions compared to your perceptions. But this is a self-test. I think you're going to have some influence there that you can't can't help probably. But if you can answer as honestly as you possibly can, what you find out in these tests, if you're like me, a couple answers, I go, well, both of these would work for me. You know, oftentimes that happens. And so I think, no, which one is most? Because they asked you for most and least on this test. So, mm -hmm. so, but it's a self-evaluation, this test is. You say you came out of DC, is that what you said? Oh, I had already muted him. He did say okay. he was in DC, though. Well, that means challenge. You'd like challenge, you like results, and you like accuracy. So hopefully that's who you see yourself as. Anyone else? All right, we have about four more hands, just oh, so you're aware. Cool. All right. Let's see. Artist, you should be able to unmute and go ahead. Yes, I took the test and I showed DIC. Mm. And, uh, but when I was taking the test, I had a real problem with making the right decision because there were some cases where mm -hmm. I could have done all four of Me them. Me too, artists. <laughs> on, Me too. Because, well, I'm kind of different depending on the group I'm in. I'm in several groups, and so I do different roles. Yikes. And so it kind of right. depends on the group I'm in. So it made it really difficult. It's hard. And maybe, artists, you could have someone look at that internal-external component that Doug is talking about on the graph. That might give you kind of more of a clue what your natural comfortable level is and what your role is. Because you're right, we do go into the external when we have to, you know, uh, I don't want to say play a role, but we're in different roles. So, yeah, very, very play, true. Play a role is a good, <laughs> a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all actors, right? That's right. <laughs> when we have to be. Thanks for sharing, though. No problem. All righty. Lynn, you should be able to unmute and go ahead. Hi, Lynn. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I just took the test and I am a, I have equal amounts of CIS and they said I'm both task oriented and people oriented, which kind of makes sense for me. Uh-huh. And I thought it was pretty interesting. And, and then I'm better with small groups of people than large groups of people, which really resonates with me. Um, so yeah. It was pretty accurate for you. I think so. Yeah, and, good. you know, I, mean, I think, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what I'd come out as, but I thought it was pretty interesting that I was all three CIS. Yeah, some of you guys are, are three things. I love it. <laughs> you know, and some people can actually be all four components. I've taken, you know, at work we've done some stuff, and some people came out all four and even equal all four. Talk about a centered personality, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, artists. 
not the letter. I mean, Lynn, that was Lynn. Lynn. That was Lynn. Thanks, Lynn. Sorry. I think you know this next person. Nathan, you should be able to unmute and go I, ahead. I think I know him. Uh oh. Are you sure? I think I know you. <laughs> well, um, I know this is a, a self test, but what I'd be curious about, and I'm going to try this because I haven't, I don't know if we've done this test before or not. I can't remember if I have, but um, I'm going to take the test because I haven't tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'll have you also. Uh, look at it do uh, put down your answers and i'll be curious to see what the differences are well, that'll be interesting uh and then looking at the graph you know seeing the external internal and seeing how they both come out it'd be interesting because i think you can learn a lot about yourself by seeing how other people that know you mm -hmm. see you mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. to kind of think of oh what could i do differently then in a in a conflict situation for example uh, what could I do differently to make a, a better outcome? So I thought it would be kind of fun to do that. That's all I Right. Ask. That'll yeah. be fun for a married couple to do it together. Yes. Hopefully we'll, we don't end up fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll plan on that. Thanks right. for sharing, Nathan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Area code 571. You should be able to unmute and go ahead. Hello. This Hello. Is, uh, Pamela. Hi, this is Pamela Johnson. And um, I'd like to uh, first say, well, um, I didn't take the test to be truthful, but from what you're just saying, um, the steadiness, I think, is pretty much descriptive of me, plus the I, the influence, because mm -hmm. I tend to be, I, I really don't want to be, an in, I mean, I want to be influenced, but like inspiring, but I tend to hold back and shrink a lot mm -hmm. of times from things. Mm -hmm. And but I'd like to also think I'm very conscious because when things have have to be done, um, I I can get right in there even if it's a last minute. Wow, <laughs> maybe you're one of those people that have all components in you. So it'll be fun to have <laughs> and see what you find out. Then how uh, how how do you? My one of my questions is how do you strengthen these uh, components like your conscientious. Um, you know, your accuracy, how do you conscientious, your, your uh, say, your stability, supportive, which I tend to be a lot of supportive. And you how know, do you, how do you, how do you stay, how do you, you know, strengthen them? I think you strengthen them when you're in the roles that they require. Most of us can go into that external stuff, which is maybe not our natural comfort zone, but we can play a role and we can do that. Like you said, when you need to, you can get in and get a job done. That might not be your natural bent, but you can do it. So all of us can be in any of these components. It's just that we have ones that are comfortable in our, I call it our safe zone, you know, who we naturally are that we're really much more comfortable in. And then you have the ones that you can be in if you have to. Yeah, so for I those, for oh, those who have not taken the, the, the test, um, you're not, you know, you're not 100% one thing or 50% one thing and 50% another thing. Mm -hmm. Usually, you know, like I think I was, um, uh, I was lowest on the D, but I was, you know, I had a three on the I and a three on the S and a five on the, on the C or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
you have components of each one of those things. You're, Just you're higher a, levels of they, each They one. talk about yeah. blends. Yeah. Right, so, right. you know, you're a blend of right. a lot of different things. Right. So, um, it, it, you know, it helps you, um, I mean, you're not starting from zero, so you can accentuate, um, any of them, any of them, yeah. any of them, right, Doug, exactly. Yeah, with, with practice, with practice and with, with necessity, you yeah. really can, but you still, I still say you go back to the ones that you have the, are the highest yeah. level in that's your comfort zone. And at the end of the day, I recommend people get out of their externals role-playing and get into their comfort zone for their own self-preservation. But anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. And I believe that everybody needs to just learn mm -hmm. as you go. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with each situation differently. Mm -hmm. Oh, very much. And every situation and every role and every position you're in might require something different. Right. I will say, though, in your comfort zone, I'm going to call it that, or your safe zone, you often will get your best results when you can act out of that zone. That's been my experience. I'm I'm a um, um, SI. I'll just tell you that's my personality type. And when I can act in in either encouragement, networking, supporting, I get better results than when I'm trying to act out of of a DC because that's not my comfort zone. And I can do it, and I've done it. We have to do it in certain roles, but I find my results are much better when I'm in my comfort zone when I'm working with people. Anyone else, Nat, with a hand raised? Do we have one more hand, and I just wanted to let you know that you guys have 15 more minutes. Ah, okay. We'll do <laughs> one hand, and then we're going to talk to Doug, and then I'm going to briefly go through um, how we function under stress. All right. Tony, you should be able to unmute and go ahead. Okay. Um, I uh, This is Tony, and I am also from Michigan. I am really enjoying this. I'm kind of like Lynn when, when you were describing, and I'll hurry. Um, I'm kind of like Lynn, but yet I'm, um, as people call me, I want to, uh, you know, hit the ground running. I want to mm -hmm. get the task done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put it off. Um, I'm a, I'm a chair of a committee and, and I like to just get things done ahead of time because I tend to worry, but yet on the other hand, I'm very, but all of these can fit together. And two or three answers. I had a tough time yes. in some of the questions, right. figuring which answer should I decide. Because exactly. boy, there was two of them. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank you very much for your presentation. And I'll let someone else talk. Thank you. Thank you, Tony, very much for sharing. Okay. So you want me to do a little bit of a transition into uh, stress? I, uh, sure, if you would, Doug, that'd be great. The other thing I, I noticed sitting here thinking, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was much more of an I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a more people-oriented and less conscientious. Yes. Um, but when I took the, when I took the test uh, you know, yesterday, I was a solid C. Mm, uh, it, uh, interesting. For my, for my internal which mm -hmm. means that, you know, I'm very interested in, in uh, accuracy and comprehensiveness mm -hmm. and all that. Kind of, and, I, mm -hmm. and I think things through from a lot of different uh, directions before I make a decision, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So I'm solidly a C internally. And then externally, I was an uh, IC. Interesting. So, um, you know, in, in my in my leadership and, you know, try and developing my leadership skills, I think I've had to add the I, you know, have that come more to the fore, as well as the conscientiousness and the preparedness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I and do notice it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. 
I was going to say, I do notice that in a stressful situation, uh, I definitely go back to C. You know, I, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I want, I want to, I want to go back to the facts. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, find out where we're coming from. You know, if there was a mistake in my thinking, what that was and, you know, or, or can I persuade this other person to, you know, to come around to where I was thinking or, you know, where the facts are. So I, I do like to go back to the facts, you know, when, the, and, uh, and more, uh, more thinking it through. Um, if if we come to a, a a conflict, very interesting. And Doug, I think I think age and experience can make a difference yep. in how we gravitate toward things. I know I became <clears throat> because out of necessity more detail oriented than I was in my younger years. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was really lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you saying I is lazy? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying I was. You were lazy. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Good segue. Let me briefly talk about the these personality styles and how they function and how they see things, and we'll end with this. But the D style, they often seem completely in control and confident, but this isn't always true. They often have a great need to be in control, and they have a very hard time when they're not. You can drive a D person nuts by being emotional, needy, challenging, or by asking them to follow strict rules with no allowance for individual accomplishments. The D will always feel stressed if you put them in a vulnerable position. They may have a hard time with being uh, bedridden, for example. So when challenged or put under stressful situations, a D can lack empathy. And it's, according to them, it's ineffective in their mind and they can be hurtful to people. They can ignore doubts that other people have that might make them take better risks. They also very much have a hard time with letting someone else take center stage. So the core belief of a D, and one thing I do want to say, what really drives us in conflict and in our stress is what we value. You must try and understand as best you can what each personality type values. So the core D, what they value. They they think they're valuable if they're producing and if they're on top. How can those of us who are other styles then, how can we help that D style um, in looking better toward their environment and so that we can help them structure that environment to promote their own successes and to create their, create their autonomy. That will be our goal. And we want to be sure that they can feel autonomous, that they feel safe and that they feel responsible. You can help them assess the risk because sometimes they get so in control, they overlook the risks. You can help that person understand possible outcomings of shortcuts that they might want to take. So that's how we can help that person. But their their value to them, the value is very much being in control, getting things done, basically being in charge. So the I personality type, the influencer, what struggles, excuse me, what struggles can such a fun-loving personality possibly have? Give them a few routine tasks and a deadline and you'll find out. So the influencer style, they struggle with detailed analysis and they struggle with doing repetitive tasks or not being able to express themselves. If you really want to drive an I person baddie, put them alone in a windowless room and ask them to file historic documents related to something in which they have no interest. Periodically, 
<laughs> you might have to, you might pressure them to work faster. That's how you're going to drive them nuts. So when under a lot of pressure, the I style can become histrionic. If the person leans toward a D, like if they're I and they have some D in them, they can also become narcissistic. So their core beliefs, again, here's how what they value. I'm valuable if I can attract people. How can we help this I person? We can encourage the results of an I, we can encourage excuse me, the return of an eye's natural upbeat and positive attitude by allowing them to express themselves and give them some positive attention. If you're on a team with them, be sure that you let them share the goals, make sure they understand the goals, and then allow them to know that everybody is behind them. Show enthusiasm for whatever they're working on. And if they have to do a lot of filing, how funny, um, be sure that they get frequent breaks and you might decorate their room with balloons. Isn't that funny? The next one, the S style, which is the steadiness. The S style is so pleasant that it's often hard to imagine that they really are ever stressed. You, you can look at them and think, my gosh, they're so calm all the time. They're not ever stressed, but guess what? They are stressed. And if you wonder what an S style looks like under stress, just tell them that they have to, that they have to confront someone else about their poor performance or disruptive attitude and behavior. Make them immediately change the operating procedure that they've been following and used to and provide no justification for the change and no time to, for that practice. <laughs> Next, you might have him convince someone that he's never met that he supports this new procedure. The S very strongly seeks out harmony and is attentive to the needs of others. This means that you might not notice that this person, he or she is fearful um, because they really can be very fearful. And they tend to not take care of their own needs very well. And they often get very quiet and passive when a high level of stress is around them. The S can tend to be passive aggressive. And the S also can overcommit because they feel like they have to take the role or take on the responsibilities that nobody else is doing. So be careful that you don't load onto the S because the S will take it on and then they kind of fall apart. So the core belief, how an S sees himself as valuable, if I'm accepted, if I can please. How can those of us who are not S encourage the S? The S might not promote themselves or call attention to their own successes or abilities. So be sure that you're not uh, mistaking their, their quietness, their agreeable, their low-key behaviors for a lack of passion, experience, or knowledge. They can easily be taken advantage of because they're kind of behind-the-scenes people. It could be attempting to try to take advantage of someone with this style. You might misread them and assume that they are not aligning with your point of view or your actions. They, so you, what the best thing you can do is ask them. You might think, I don't need to ask them. They just won't really answer. But they like to be included. They like to be involved and ask them because they're not going to willingly give you their point or they're not going to willingly tell you they're stressed. If you really look closely at the S-type personality, you will see that they're stressed when you see them back up, get very quiet, walk into a corner, whatever it is. And then finally, the C-style, which is the conscientious style, which is opposite the I style on the DISC um, and the I, of course, opposite the influencer. So what upsets the I might be just what the C style longs for. So if you want to make the C style stress out, put him, <laughs> put him in a room with lots of emotional and erratic people. 
you want to make him mingle without making introductions and you want to give him a um a poorly defined goal to reach with few resources and a short time frame and if you want to stress him you want to tell him that he'll be graded or you might want to just ask him to learn a new skill in front of other people. That will stress the C. The C under stress wants to display self-control, unlike the influencer who's all about putting it all out there. Emotions can be very hard and to anticipate and manage for the C. So being with lots of people is hard for a C when he can't pay attention to his own thoughts and behaviors. He wants to be socially appropriate, but he might not know what the social rules are because they don't pay attention to that. Under stress, the C can be avoidant, disagreeable, and even hostile. They can get their backs up and become very resistant. I think all of us have dealt with a strong C and found that to be true. The core beliefs of the C, they're valued if I'm competent. Competence is so important to that C personality. So how those of us with other styles can help this C, be clear about your expectations. Let that person know that they will not be judged because they're always judging themselves and they don't need anyone to pile that on. And they're always worried about doing something wrong or inappropriate. Um, they really don't want to be the cause of any emotional outbursts. And if a C has done something wrong and becomes defensive, allow that person time to run a self-diagnostic of the situation, meaning they need to evaluate themselves before you do. They need to know how and why they screwed up, and they need to be able to decide if they agree or disagree with that screw up. You want to express confidence in their ability to learn from a mistake. And you want to deflect attention from the air and again, move toward how you can make amends, fix it and continue toward the goal. Remember, very goal oriented and you want to stay away from blaming the sea. They cannot feel because they attack themselves so hard already. They cannot feel personally attacked. If you can work on not doing that, you'll be miles ahead. A sea will have a hard time asking for help. If you ask a sea if they need help, it's likely that that C person will say, no, I don't need any help. I'm fine. Because again, remind, remember, competence is so important to them. But you still might ask anyway. And it's amazing. If they felt respected by you and they didn't feel attacked, they may easily come back to you and ask you for help. Very important to build trust with this particular style. If you don't, if the C doesn't trust you, if they don't see you as competent, you probably have lost them. Okay. All right. So... Julie, can I add one thing that I think is really important for people to remember? Yes. That if we're working as a team, yes. there is no I in team. Uh -huh. So we all as chapter presidents, members, um, committee chairs, whatever, we need to work together mm -hmm. because it's not about, not all about I, yes. it's about us. Very, very true. And again, some personality styles do much better working with the us, but all of us can work toward that. Very true. Thank you, Sheila and Doug, so much. And I think we're about yep. done. Is that yep. right? Let me, uh, yeah, let me yes. just give a plug for next month which right. um, is also going to be about conflict resolution. We're going to take a little bit different uh, view of conflict resolution as uh, jumping, you know, a, a function of jumping to conclusions or uh, making assumptions 
And we're going to talk about, I don't know, for those of you who were at the conference and convention session, we talked about the ladder of inference. Mm -hmm. So I'll review the ladder of inference, and then we'll talk about what happens when we have jumped to a conclusion or made an assumption, and it's gotten us in trouble. Ah, I love it. Be so good. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Sure. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming and joining with us and giving your input. And anyone who hasn't taken the test, please take time to do it. It's really fun and insightful. And, and um, the, on, the leadership, on the leadership training page, there is um, uh, Rebecca Bridges is the chair and, and her uh, email address is on there. If you guys have ideas on what you would like to hear about in terms of leadership training, mm -hmm. please let us know. Mm -hmm. We've got a bunch lined up, but uh, you, you guys, you know, we, we want to give you what you feel like you need. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Nat. Of Thank course. You. Was it Daryl that did the radio? Yes. Yep. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, everybody. We're glad to have you and glad. I hope you learned something tonight. Yep. Nice job. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.